Welcome back to Ask Rip. We're outside today, pretty day in May here in North Texas. One of the few times of the year. Well, that's not exactly true. I mean, we've got probably six months of very good weather here in North Texas, as opposed to you poor bastards up north where there's this much snow on the ground still right now in May. Uh, we actually use our outside track here in North Texas. Now there's three months in the summer when it's kind of a hellish nightmare, but the winters are nice, spring and fall are nice, and we're just outside taking advantage of the uh, pretty weather to do some stuff out here today. Uh, and we're taking your inane, meaningless questions off the internet. As a method of reaching out to you to keep you engaged, to keep our web traffic up, and to make it look as though we're actually interested in Iron Lotus PT. His question, any advice besides having, besides have surgery, that's what it says right here. See what I mean? About training with hernias, inguinal or hiatus hernia, midline hernia. Oh God, we have, we have uh, uh, addressed this so many times on the, uh, on the board that I've stated a policy about, oh, what was it, about three or four years ago, uh, that no more hernia questions. But since you asked in this format, it'll give me an opportunity to explain why uh, I took that position about no more hernia questions. Look, boys and girls, boys, an inguinal hernia is a surgical situation. It's a surgical situation, you can't train with it, get it fixed, you're gonna hurt yourself. Hernias don't come from training. Hernias come from mom and dad. You, you inherit an inguinal hernia or the predisposition toward an inguinal hernia. Most people that have inguinal hernias don't train because most people don't train. And yet people get inguinal hernias anyway and as a result of that, don't blame it on your squats or deadlifts. Now, once you get an inguinal hernia, putting the lawnmower in the car, uh, you know, in the back seat of the car, like you guys that, that smoke do. And paid his dues. Uh, you guys, you know, white trash guys that smoke the bottom 10%, pick up their, pick up their lawnmower and put it in the back seat of their car to go get it fixed, you know, take it to their buddy in a different trailer park across town and and uh, and tear open your inguinal hernia uh, doing something other than training. You're the norm. Most people don't train. So most people who have an open inguinal hernia just got it doing something stupid. So uh, get over the idea that something about training contributes to an inguinal hernia. It does not, all right? Those of you that do train, a certain percentage of you carry the predisposition of an inguinal hernia and you're going to get one. Most of the time it happens when you do something stupid like, uh, oh, muscle ups or, uh, or other stupid things like, uh, you know, doing a pegboard, doing a bunch of abs on a pegboard, jerking yourself around or, you know, putting your your high quality lawnmower in the back of your pickup, which is what you ought to have, right? So if you have an inguinal hernia, 
go ahead and make your plans to get it fixed. If you have it on one side, make sure the surgeon is open to the suggestion that both sides get fixed because if one side is weak, the other side is also weak. All right, make sure it's a mesh repair. It can be fixed laparoscopically uh, these days and the recovery from it is pretty quick. You'll be back to training in, in you know, 10 days, two weeks, something like that. Now the surgeon's gonna tell you six weeks. You can go ahead and take a six week layoff if you want to, but it's, you know, it's not necessary. Nobody does that. Uh, I was back in eight or 10, 12, 14 days, something like that. And as a result, you'll never have to worry about the hernia again. Now a midline hernia, uh, a, uh, what did he call that? A, a hiatal hernia. He called it a hiatus hernia. A hiatus hernia. A hiatal hernia, well, hold on. No, hiatal hernia is a different deal entirely. That's a diaphragmic defect. Uh, let's address the midline hernia at first. Midline hernia is a separation between the abdominal muscle bellies, between the rectus abdominis muscle bellies here along that midline tendon. Uh, those are harder to repair. They use mesh occasionally. Sometimes they just suture them up. Uh, most of the time, guys that get those are just fat guys, and you've got a whole bunch of visceral pressure uh, against the inside of that, of that abdominal wall. Until that is resolved, a repair is probably not going to be successful. Uh, I've heard of women having problems with those uh, after pregnancy. Uh, I have no personal experience with those. Uh, my experience with them comes from having watched a couple of people train through them, get them repaired. A lot of times they don't repair them. If it's not causing you a lot of problems, then uh, I'd, probably you're gonna get the advice to just leave it alone and that's probably gonna work just fine. It's wear a belt, maybe two belts. Maybe you wear a high belt and a low belt if it holds it together. Uh, now, a hiatal hernia, and he says a hiatus hernia. This is a completely different situation than an inguinal hernia. Hiatus hernia is an enlargement in the passage through the diaphragm where the esophagus goes. It is, I've read estimates that up to a 35% of the population has a hiatal hernia. Sometimes it bothers you, sometimes it doesn't. I have a hiatal hernia. It uh, is usually no trouble. And uh, the best thing you can, and yet probably if we're gonna contribute uh, uh, a lot of heavy training to the cause of a hernia, you could probably make a case for heavy squats and deadlifts mashing a hole open in that passage through the diaphragm over time. Uh, I don't know that, but it seems plausible to me that that could, could predispose a person to uh, a hiatal hernia. Hiatal hernias uh, are usually implicated in gastroesophageal reflux disease and uh, they can cause problems. The surgery that I have read about for hiatal hernia does not look terribly satisfying to me. Uh, they basically uh, take a loop of your upper stomach and wrap it around so that the thing will no longer slide through that hole. However, it does make it very difficult to vomit if, uh, if you have to vomit. Let's say you get poisoned or something, you have to vomit. 
Or let's say, you know, you're like our friend Phil who just likes to vomit. You know, you can't vomit anymore if you have that surgery done. And it could be a problem if you get some toxic substance in your, uh, in your, uh, in your stomach. So these are things to consider about a hiatal hernia. But once again, a hiatal hernia uh, is not the same thing as an inguinal hernia. And I think possibly Iron Lotus PT may have been confused about that. Because I wouldn't, I don't know about you, but I would not have asked those two questions in the same context since they're completely separate issues. All right. Now, one more? Yeah. How many was that? That was only one. Oh, that was one that was long because it, it was useful. This one, I hadn't read it yet, will probably be stupid. So we can dispense with this quickly. All right. It says here, Jay Zig to ask Rip, what does the typical progression look like for a strong weighted chin? I do 15 body weight chins and would like to add weight. Well, the progression looks like one or two pound jumps. Once again, we're dealing with upper body. Upper body muscles are smaller. The jumps have to be smaller. One or two pounds. That was easy. Once a week, one or two pounds. Takes time. You're not going to do a weighted chin with 600 pounds at any point in your, in your life. So you have time. Take your time. All right? Now look at this one. Here's Jerome, our friend Jerome Wisniewski from, uh, from uh, Latrobe, PA, who is, by the way, I happen to know, freshly relocated to Arizona. Ask Rip, inspired by our recent visit to the Foster House, what are the three best, most interesting places for a sandwich in the country? Asking for Dracula. Raculia, our friend Nicholas Dracula, uh, starting straight coach, Nick Raculia, should know better than to have Jerome ask us this question because I think he already knows, all right? So the Foster House, in fact, we just went over there. The Foster House has this ridiculous sandwich that has got prosciutto, cheese, french fries, and coleslaw on the damn thing. And it's good. It's the craziest thing you've ever seen. It's, it's about this tall and it's, you know, you get it all over the room when you eat it. It's impossible to, to uh, not have little fragments of various components of that sandwich on your face, in your hair, your lap, and on your boots. You know, it just gets all over everything, but God, it's good. You know, and, and you have to eat it fast because if the french fries get cold, you know, it's, it's the flavor's off. So you got to eat that fast. All right, that, so that's, that's number one sandwich. Uh, number two sandwich is the uh, Reuben, the Reuben sandwich at the places in Lexington, Kentucky called Ramsey's. Ramsey's is a small chain and they have uh, a hot brown there which is kind of a local thing with, uh, it's a local sandwich with, uh, if I remember correctly, it's roast beef, ham, cheese, brown gravy, mashed potatoes. Those of you that have access to it will correct me on the ingredients, I'm sure. But that thing is just, oh God, don't mind. But they're, <laughs> they're, uh, uh, they're uh, Reuben is the goddamnedest thing you've ever had. 
and, I, and I've had Rubens all over Long Island and New York, and I know what I'm talking about here. You guys up in, in the five boroughs and that have been to, uh, what's that place in Manhattan that's got an $18 Reuben sandwich? Famous deli, Katz's Deli. Uh, this, look, Ramsey's in Lexington, okay? That's number two. And is a hamburger a sandwich? Hamburger's a sandwich, so the best hamburger in North America is right down the road here, right down the road here in Jacksboro, Texas, about an hour south of town, at Herd's, H-E-R-D, apostrophe S, been there since the 20s. Um, that is the, all I have to say about that, Herd's is the best cheeseburger in existence, bar none, had them all over the place, nothing even comes close. And if you're it's on Highway 281, if you're traveling through North Texas, make a point to stop at Herds in Jacksboro. All right. Well, that's enough damage for today. Thank you for joining us here on Ask Rip, and we'll see you again sometime soon where you will be pointlessly indulged with meaningless questions for me. <laughs>